Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome to Wiggins America. Well, I figured we'd start, today, start today's show on a different note than we normally do. Let's get an update on Ukraine. Now... When I say the word, I already know how much is baked into it. So let's go back to the beginning and we'll do an update because it's it's kind of always in the news. And do you really even know what's going on with it, though, at the same time? Right. So here's the deal. We're going to do this in about five minutes because we have a very, very packed show and I want to get to some other things. Uh, I'm also feeling rather ridiculous. So I have a feeling that this will be the most serious thing we do all morning. Um but back a hundred days ago, so as of yesterday, we've been watching this unfold for a hundred days. That was when Ukraine, or, uh, Russia started to invade Ukraine. It was a hundred days ago, middle of March. And we're there, and so the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, has confirmed now that Russian forces are in control of about 20% of Ukraine. Predictably, it's almost exclusively on the far eastern end of Ukraine. Now, this is originally the area that we all anticipated this is what it was going to be like, that Russia was going to say, and here's what they did. Remember? They said, well, we're declaring eastern Ukraine to be independent because we we know that they don't want to be a part of Ukraine, so we're going to liberate them. We, we Nobody thought there was going to be a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Now, the question is, what do you do from here? Because nobody's talking about peace treaties. And honestly, you do hate to negotiate with a bully. But if the bully's blackened your eye and he's threatened to blacken the other one, negotiation probably should be on the table. Either you go after him and you say, I'm going to destroy you or I'm going to be destroyed in the process, or you negotiate. It's not a good situation. It's just what it is. And nobody's really talked about the possibility for peace treaties and negotiation. And again, you know, when, when you're talking about a bully, when you're talking about somebody coming in, uh, you, can, you can say, I'm not going to negotiate with you. That's fine. That's a strategy. It's just that, are you going to win doing that? Uh, President Trump, former President Trump, has been an advocate for peace treaties, for negotiating for this. It seems that Biden hasn't. But it also seems that Biden doesn't really know what he's doing, especially with foreign policy. We've always said he has a he has a domestic agenda for sure, but he doesn't seem to know anything about the rest of the world or that he's taken money from the rest of the world. And <laughs> he's got a vested interest in what goes on in a lot of these places that are war torn. So uh, to conclude, if you look at a map of Ukraine, 
the far eastern part is what touches Russia the most. The northern part, depending on where you are in northern Ukraine, also does, but that's when you get into uh, the Belarus border and the Polish border to the west. The key part here is that the eastern part of Ukraine and the very southern part of Ukraine, that's where a lot of key ports are in the Black Sea. So that's that's the strategic part of this, is if you take those, then you have a lot of the water territory covered. Not all of it, but most of it. And then all of the straits that go through Istanbul, you got to be friends with Turkey to get back into the Mediterranean Sea. So there's a lot of strategic advantage to owning just the eastern portion of Ukraine. And that probably is why Russia is doing it. But lots more show coming up. Stick around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Do you care about Johnny Depp at all? No. Do you care about Amber Heard? Not even a little bit. I care about Amber Heard a ton, but not Johnny Depp. I hashtag me who after... Me who is means who cares? No, like me who like like a uh, win for the guys. Hashtag me who. Oh, I've never heard of that before. I think I just made it up. Oh, you made it up. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought it was a thing. No, I don't know. Oh, congratulations! To, thank you. Is it trending? Uh, not yet. Okay, but there's still time. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about it on the radio. I know you're right. You're kind of famous. Hashtag me who, except for I sent it in a private message to someone. I didn't actually put it on the internet. So there's no way it could possibly trend until this moment that we're talking right. about it. Yep. And that's if a whole bunch of people let's go, see oh my gosh, that's how genius. big the reach is. Yeah, let's see. I got you this gift. Thank you. It's a book. It's called The Most Dangerous Game. I've never heard of it. You've never heard of The I'm Most... I'm just kidding. I've oh, heard okay. of it. You'd be surprised how many, how few people have heard of that book. Am what? I supposed to read this? No, no. I just... I, I found that... Well, and now it's I'm going to read it. That's fine. It's got some other stories in it, too. Does it have a happy ending? I don't know. I don't remember the ending of the most dangerous game. I don't either. If you're if you're unfamiliar, I've never with, actually read it. I just know what you it know is. what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about hunting people as prey. Yes. And there's a movie that came out in March of 2020. That we may have talked about it on the show. I kind of think we did, but I haven't seen it yet. I think called the game. Is that right? I mean, maybe. Aren't they hunting conservatives in that? Yes. Highly recommend that movie. And it makes conservatives seem sane because they're the ones being hunted? Yes, exactly. I I did watch uh, Senior Year. I heard you talking about that on Annie's show the other day. I talked about it last weekend, too. And I'm sure you heard that, too. On this show right here is (laughs) what I meant. Yeah, that's what you meant. I did watch that because I listened to it. I thought it was very dumb, but very watchable. 
And yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's very dumb by its nature. Yeah. It's intended to be a mm-hmm. stupid high school movie. Yeah. But were you surprised at how much they made fun of Wokery in it? Yes. I mean, I after I set it up, you yeah. know, you probably weren't surprised by it. But I was looking. I think I would not have watched it had you not brought that up. And I did watch it and it didn't make me angry. Have you watched the Ricky Gervais special or the Dave Chappelle special? I think I am caught up on Dave Chappelle specials. I am not caught up on Ricky Gervais specials. I'm the exact opposite. I have not I have not ever seen a Dave Chappelle stand-up special. Ever. Oh. I don't you're actually You're missing out. They're pretty good. Yeah, for somebody who likes actually used to write stand-up for a guy who never went anywhere, so I'm not like bragging cuz mm, nice it was like, yeah, thanks. Well done. Um, but I I was Hashtag in the stand-up world Sorry. when I was like 19, <laughs> me who. And I uh, hated it. I hated the stand-up world. It was so cannibalistic and self-serving. And everybody, I, maybe it was just when I was 19, and then you get into the entertainment world, and you start to realize that probably the whole entertainment world's like that. But these are people who are trying hard, and especially at that level. They weren't famous. You know, these are <clears throat> local people. And they you'd, you'd hang out with them because there were more comics than there were audience. And so you'd end up hanging out with these same few people who'd run the same circuit and you just get to know them, but you never really get to know them because all they did was try to out joke each other while they stood there and talked. And it was so annoying. That's exhausting. Oh gosh, it was terrible. I mean, you'd think that, that would be in a f- itself is a skit. Like there's a bit there, right? About joking yourself out of like being funny. Yeah. Cause it wasn't funny. It was like they were so desperate to try to get other people around them who I guess they respected to a degree because they're all trying to do the same thing to laugh at what they were doing. But so many of these people, I guess you'd have to separate them out between stand-up comics and improv artists because they're very different. Mm -hmm. And there is some crossover. Some people can do both. But most of the time, you do one or you do the other. And a lot of the people that I ended up working with in the sort of sketch comedy world were much more from the improv side. And I really, I never liked improv comedy on stage that much, but I respected it a lot more than I did stand-up comedy because stand-up comedy really is very, very rehearsed and very, um, it's written. Mm -hmm. And the person who's really good at it, they make you feel like that's the first time they've ever told the joke. Mm -hmm. But you know that that is the millionth time they've told that joke. So that's a different art form. And it's also very uh, singularly focused, where improv is definitely about community and team building and yes anding, which is a lot more of a welcoming environment. I'm and so glad you said yes and. W- yes and. Because that is like the the stereotypical. Yes and. Yes and. It's the first thing you learn in improv. Yep. Yep. And I, <laughs> so I, I don't think I ever went through improv classes, but be, I was very attached to the Chicago com- comedy community mm-hmm. when I was doing comedic writing and a lot of sketch comedy and stuff. So I still lived in St. Louis, but I did a lot of writing for people who were there and we did some TV stuff that never really broke through, but I was still kind of connected to that world. And, um, <laughs> so when I got into radio and I did this, a little bit at Joy FM, but I do it a lot here, especially when I started here. It's improv 
entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, radio is improv. You can come in with a plan. I, I had a plan for this segment. We are not even close to it, and we're not even going to touch it because we got off on this topic. That you go in with, okay, here's I think what like topically what I'm going to talk about. But I don't. I can't write out three hours of information every day. It's impossible. You can tell when people are trying to do that too. Yes, you can. And when I started coming from music radio, where your breaks are a minute long, maybe two, three at the max. You know, it's, if you're doing a morning show or something, you can kind of script out. Not exactly script. But you can say, okay, hey, I'm going to talk about the new flavor of Pop-Tart here or whatever. And then once I get done talking about it. you can watch it, a clock run out for a minute and a half exactly. and you can riff fill, on Pop-Tarts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if different you want, than long form, though. That's, but mm-hmm. that's improv. That's the way improv would work in that form of radio where if you say, okay, I'm going to talk about pop That's the way I would do it. I would say, well, let's talk about the Pop-Tart thing. And then if I had a co-host and I was leading and they weren't, they weren't, they didn't love improv, they would panic They'd be like, well, then what do I say? I'm like, well, I don't know. Whatever comes next. Yeah, just just have yes, a conversation. And. Yeah. And some co-hosts could do that. And other ones would say, well, how about if you open with blah, blah, blah about the blueberry flavor? And then I say, well, yeah, but I like the ones without the icing. And then you close it out by saying blah, blah, blah. And I hated that so badly because it comes off so stale by mm-hmm. the time you do it. But depending on who you're doing it with, you got to work with them. So when I came here... And started. This is the first time I'd ever worked in talk radio. Was working at this station. I'd been around it, but I'd never been in it. So when I walk in, I was so intimidated because your breaks are, you know, fifteen minutes long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're all improvising. Oh my gosh! All the time. Yep. All you're doing is improv, and it may not always be comedy, but it's always improv. So you have like a little bit of information, and then you take that and expound on it, and you better have some thoughts about it ready to go. Because then you're just going to flail. And so I like comedy. And so naturally I was, and when I started, it was on the Dave Glover show. Now I did some other stuff like randomly for other shows, but that's where I like was full time. And that's a comedic show. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, this is going to be great. I'm going to fit in really well here. And I don't want to say that I didn't fit in well, but I realized that you had to do yes and. You had to you had to put you had to do something that also allowed somebody else to push it to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I deliberately, from being in music and from doing other improv-y kind of stuff, hated yes and and the improv form so badly that I would rebel against the the art form. Oh, that's terrible! And I would do things that would shut it down on purpose. And that's I realized, funny. like, like co- yeah, like for anyone, you can't do it. That's terrible. Yeah, and so I've I've worked my way out of that, but I was doing it because the whole yes and thing is such a stereotype that I was like, these yes and people, they suck. So I'm not going to do what they're doing. But they don't suck. But that's they don't the fun all thing. suck. No, yeah. they it's actually the good ones are really good at it. And if you have, if you really understand the importance of it, you use it not only in entertainment or radio, whatever it is on stage, but you use it in your day to day conversations. And I find myself whenever I'm having a conversation, when I say something no to somebody or shut something down, there's a split second where I'm like, that would have been better if I just, you don't have to agree, but acknowledge and accept and then move the conversation forward. I do it in a daily. And that's, that's what I had to learn is that it's not – because I did this in radio and especially in Christian radio. Like everybody's supposed to be on the same page. Well, in radio in general, even if you disagree, you're supposed to feel like you're at least moving in the same direction. And so I hated that art form so badly because I saw people do it poorly. 
that I assumed that it was the art form that was at flaw, not just the performer. Because I was watching really low-level people do mm-hmm. it. They just weren't very good at it. And so I realized that, well, it's funnier to me if they do the opposite and they they would say literally, yes, and, and I'd be like, this is so lame. Like, this is terrible comedy. So I didn't want to do it. Well, I realized that really what they're saying is not say the phrase yes and. It's do something that leaves the door open for the person coming after mm-hmm. you to do something else. And valid, something that validates what the other person just said. So it makes whatever the other person just said true in whatever the context yeah. is. Yeah. True enough to like move forward with that. Do you find that to be true? Because you've been in talk radio for a long time now. Do you find that to be true that you have... There's a way to disagree while still doing that. Because mm-hmm. that's an art form of in itself, mm-hmm. is to say, I disagree with you, but without basically getting into a full-blown argument on the air. Because there are times that we're talking, obviously here, we talk about like really deep social, cultural, political things that people have very ingrained beliefs And while we tend to be on the same side of the aisle, there are a lot of things that we have very nuanced opinions about that we'll disagree on. And somehow, though, you have to disagree while also saying, but I still respect you as a person. I think that's kind of the key to it. Yeah. Is to say, I I don't hate you. I just disagree with that part of what you're saying. I think that's where improv aside, that's where trust and respect come into what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably, I mean, relationships in general mm-hmm. is just to say, even though you and I very much disagree about whatever, my my primary concern here is that you know that I don't hate you or you know that I love you, you know, even better than just not hating you. <laughs> I think you can disagree without being disrespectful. And I think that's that's and kind I, of what we're coming to mm-hmm. here is, you know, coming full circle is that, that that's kind of the way you have to have real conversations. Otherwise, we are just yelling at each other. Can we come back to this why you gave me the most dangerous game? No, because there's no reason. I found that in a book bin and I thought it looked cool. Oh, thank you. It does look cool, doesn't it? It's the nicest thing anybody's given me today. The 50s and 40s era of books, especially sci-fi, which that's not, but the artwork on the front of them is like, it's just super cool. When was this? I don't know. Probably published in New York. I'm going to say 1955. Uh, 10 cents per copy. Uh, no date. <laughs> Sorry. That was, wah, wah. that was anticlimactic. <laughs> I got nothing. Yes, and the date was 1955, Ryan. Great job. Yes, and Ryan. There can't not be a date on it. Every book has a date. I don't see a date on it. Learn to read Roman numerals. <laughs> it, was, it was written before numbers. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Boy, I've been looking forward to going through this article with you all weekend. Well, all week, I should say, because it's the weekend now. But uh, this article came out uh, about a week ago, I would say. It is from the New York Times, and I'm going to read it in the tone that they intended. <laughs> Fair? Headline is, Lawyer who plotted to overturn Trump loss recruits election deniers to watch over the vote. A central figure in the scheme to reverse the 2020 election is mobilizing grassroots activists into a, quote, army of citizens trained to aggressively monitor elections. In a hotel conference center outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Clayta Mitchell, one of the key figures in a failed scheme to overturn Donald J. Trump's defeat, was leading a seminar on, quote, election integrity. We're taking the lessons we learned in 2020, and we're going forward to make sure they never happen again. Mrs. Mitchell told the crowd, seething with anger, I'm adding this part, seething with anger and frothing at the mouth. She told the crowd of about 150 activists in training. She would be putting them to work, she told them. In the days after the 2020 election, Ms. Mitchell was among a cadre of Republican lawyers who frantically compiled unsubstantiated accusations, debunked claims, and an array of confusing and inconclusive eyewitness reports to build the case that the election was marred by fraud. Courts rejected the cases, and election officials were unconvinced, thwarting a stunning assault on the transfer of power. Now Ms. Mitchell is prepping for the next election. My gosh! Working with a well-funded network of organizations on the right, including the Republican National Committee, she is recruiting election conspiracists into an organized cavalry of activists monitoring elections. <laughs> uh, the, the, the groups that she's working with, they paint them as fringe, but it's like the Heritage Foundation and the RNC a <laughs> uh, little bit more here, a little bit more. In seminars around the country, Miss Mitchell is marshalling volunteers to stake out election offices, file information requests, the horror, monitor voting, work at polling places, and keep detailed records of their work. Oh my gosh! You're, you're destroying democracy! She has tapped into a network of grassroots groups that promote, and this is the New York Times, of course, misinformation and espouse wild theories about the 2020 election, including the fiction that President Biden's victory could still be decertified and Mr. Trump reinstated. 
One concern is the group's intent to research the backgrounds of local and state officials to determine whether each is a friend or foe of the movement, a.k.a. research. (laughs) Many officials already feel under attack by those who falsely contend that the 2020 election was stolen. They feel under attack. Then it goes into those uh, groups that I was mentioning, Heritage Foundation, Tea Party Patriots, and the RNC. About as mainstream, I'm not saying the Heritage Foundation is mainstream Republican because they're not party affiliated, but they've been talking about election integrity for years, not just 2020. It's become an issue now, but these are things they've been raising red flags about for a long, long time saying, look, there are big holes in our election systems. That's nothing new. In fact, Democrats used to say it until 2020 when now they just say, oh, blah, <laughs> they do articles like this that are just loaded, loaded with keywords. They really don't say anything. They're just say, all it's saying, and that's why I, I laugh, is because it's talking about basically just adding volunteers to the system who will watch over voter integrity. And I would have to ask, and I'd turn this question around a bit as I move away from the article here, because there's lots more in that article, but it's that tone that I wanted to convey that's talking about Election integrity. That that's what it's talking about. I mean, this this lady's doing conferences. And this is really good news. I would even say that if you're a Democrat, this is good news. You want to have secure elections. Because if you're a Democrat and you think, oh, Republicans are plotting something, wouldn't you want to get involved in that process? Wouldn't you want to step into those grassroots movements who hire poll not hire? They just get volunteers to be poll workers. That's the problem is that they're not hired. And I'm not advocating that they should be hired, but we're just talking about volunteers here. And so if you feel quote unquote under attack, well, just make sure the systems are okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of questions about here. Here's where I think poll workers really are essential is checking for voter ID where it's legal to do so, because in some states you still can't even do that making sure that people aren't voting under the wrong names or voting more than one time. Um, now, we, you can get into 2,000 Mules completely separate from the things I'm talking about because 2,000 Mules is talking about drop boxes. I'm talking about actual poll workers. And that's what this lady is, is talking about because once you get to the place of voting, you know there are a lot of issues there too. And one of the biggest ones, and I'm I'm sure if she's doing these conferences across the country and and just amassing volunteers to go watch these things, because that's been the problem. That's been the problem the whole time is that we don't have enough people who are willing to volunteer pre-election day for early voting, and then especially on election day, because there are so many more polling places on election day, that you really have under-qualified, or, or I should say stretched thin volunteers who a lot of them as you know you go to the same polling place for years the same people that have been doing it for years god bless those people who've been just faithfully working elections for years before they were issues just because they felt like it was a civic duty that's awesome why not have more of those people that's kind of the point and here's kind of i keep teasing to this and i'm not getting there but the adjudication part when a machine refuses a ballot there needs to be way, way, way more oversight over that process. So if you're not familiar with the adjudication, if you're involved in this stuff, I say adjudication and you're like, yep, right on it. If you're not involved with what you know could swing a, a, a 
a mass of votes. And it's a little here, a little there. Um, I'm not going to get into like the deep, the machine stuff, but this is a, a machine issue. It's, so it's a machine says, whoa, I don't recognize what this ballot is doing. So maybe you accidentally put a, a pencil mark in two bubbles that are in the same bracket, you know? And so the machine goes, well, I don't know which vote this is saying. So it kicks it out to adjudication. Well, that's where a poll worker has to look at the ballot and say, this is what I think this person was intending. And in some states, especially swing states, maybe just because we focused on them so much more this year or this past two years, in those states, the adjudication rate was very, very high in some precincts, which means that the machine was set to kick out a lot of votes to kick them out to poll workers who would then decide, this is what I think this ballot is saying. That's a problem. You need, you need really solid poll workers who are unbiased, who are going to look at that and say, here's what I think this is saying. And we need the adjudication rate to be low. We don't want machines kicking out a lot of ballots. I mean, if it's an obvious error, then great. If it's not, we need to make sure that that's going through. And not any little like a pen mark over on the side. Oh, kicking out the ballot. So then we can decide what you voted for. There's a lot of questions about that. And there's a lot of anomalies. There's a lot of weird you know, statistics about adjudication rates that are way, way higher than they should be. That's the kind of stuff that this lady doing these conferences around the country is saying, we have to have more poll workers to watch, especially in high population areas, which tend to be Democrat areas. But Democrats, I'm saying to you, why wouldn't you want these things? Why wouldn't you want more poll workers to watch these things? If you're saying, well, it's intimidation, well, then get involved and don't let it be intimidation. Sit at a poll place and watch how, <coughs> how unintimidating it is. Now, you can say, well, I don't, I don't agree with these conspiracy theorists. That's fine. But then sit with them, listen to what they have to say, and say, you know, I disagree with you. But if you're doing that at a polling place, we can all be more assured that the votes are being counted that should be counted. I don't know why now all of a sudden after 2020, this is a partisan issue because it never was before. You know, going back to 2016, going back before that, there was a lot of, you can go find them on NBC News, old clips about how, well, these machines are not really reliable. Some of them, we've even found that we're connected to the internet. That shouldn't be. These are mainstream news publications while Donald Trump was in office. But suddenly after 2020, that stuff is considered conspiracy and you can't even talk about it. Like if I was on YouTube talking about this right now, I would be immediately kicked off of YouTube. That's ridiculous. This is stuff we all should agree on. In America. Thanks for hearing me out. A little therapy. <laughs> I, I hope anyway. I do think these things, ultimately, these things are so, so, so important to our democracy going forward. And I hate to borrow that phrase because it gets so overused. Everything's a threat to democracy. But this really is. We've got to get this figured out so that we can all be confident in the results. More coming up. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. Full cast in studio. Old Roy, Trisha, myself. Roy is about to open a bar. Can we talk about this? Sure. You, you're you not a bar guy. You're not a bar. Well, you're a bar owner, but you've never, this is the first time you've ever done this. You're not like a, you don't go around and do this. Correct. You, you, you're going to have one local pub. Yeah. And that's exciting. It is exciting. Except that it's a ton of work and you coming in and doing this is even taken away from that. Yes. Are this you, is a huge imposition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be the kind of guy that hangs out at his bar? I probably am. He's yeah. going to be the kind of guy who hangs out at his bar exclusively and doesn't do anything. That's what I'm wondering. Are you the guy that sits at the end of the bar or are you behind the bar? Oh, no. I'm going to be the guy at the end of the bar. Yeah. Just holding court and drinking beer. Yes. Oh, you're so popular. You're the most popular guy at your own bar. I hope so. I've always wanted to own a bar for that reason. Just to be the person who sits at the end? People love the bar owner. Yes, exactly. You're so popular. Yeah. And his is going to be a raunch bar. I mean, it is going to be like gross, huh? gross, like, you know, ones where like you go and- Sojay after 2 a.m. Yes, yes. That's what I'm envisioning. I don't know that, but that's pretty much, I, I think that's where he's going to live. That's not exactly Well, describe correct. it then, because that's what I assumed. It's a it's a traditional <laughs> Irish pub, um, a raunch a raunch Irish pub. Well, <laughs> a little bump and grind after eleven. No, oh. no rowdiness. Okay. I am on the radio, ruining your about to open business. Yes, yeah. It's no. It's it's we're we're taking a hundred and eighty year old building, and we're restoring it, and we're renovating it, and we're going to make a classic Irish pub. With Irish musicians coming in and playing, and Irish beer and whiskey, and it's just going to be a nice place for people to come hang out, get some good food, and have some drinks. Do you have a menu? We are working on the menu right now with a chef, so it's very exciting. Oh, really? This is news to me. Mm-hmm. My my, all I've seen is the the part that you've torn out. So yeah. I have not seen any of the rehab that you've done. I've just seen the t- the tear out part. Yeah, it's all going back together now, quickly, and and uh, things are moving fast. So now I got to get out of construction mode. Yeah. and into okay, how do we actually open a bar mode? Do you want to tell people like where it is and when you're hoping to hoping to open, or you want to wait? We'll save that. We'll let people be, sit on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll tease it a little bit. Roy's okay. opening a bar, but you have to guess where it is. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And if you guess, you get to go. That's the prize. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. We don't want a whole bunch of people showing up early and being disappointed because we're not open yet. So we'll, yeah. Well, well we, yeah. I mean, we're you know we're not telling people that you're open. We're just saying we would just be saying where it is. But well, we I've gonna... got I've got two fans now, so yeah, word will spread fast. They could be flocking. Trisha, did you hear the the fan story that Mm-mm. Roy has? No, but real quick before we leave the bar thing, can we go to the bar? Like a Wiggins America field trip? Heck yeah. I think we should. If there's if we're able to broadcast from the bar, I don't know why we wouldn't do that. That's up to you. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of phases as far as I know to Roy opening this. Mm-hmm. And phase one is just trying to make sure the doors are open. Yeah. So maybe once phase two gets to where we, because there are multiple floors, maybe we might be on the second floor broadcasting mm-hmm. or 
when the weather's nice this we fall, could, maybe. We tie it into the outdoor patio opening or something. That'd be yeah, great. Something like that. So can we talk about your fans then? Sure. Do you have fans, Trisha? My mom? Do people come up to you and they're like, oh my gosh, I love Wiggins America so much and nothing else. They don't talk to you about anything else, right? My mom. Oh, good. That's literally all we talk about. Just this show? Just this show. That's it's great. Kind of weird. I'll call her about life advice, feel uh-huh. like, but Wiggins America. No, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. I need to talk to your mom at some point. Um mm. what about <laughs> <laughs> Roy uh do you want to tell the story of the the heritage event some a few weeks ago we had a heritage event. Jim Carafano, Hans von Spakovsky. I got approached at that and you, you tell it because I wasn't there. Well, that's true, but it is about you. Yeah. So somebody walked up to me. Actually, a couple people walked up to me and, and mentioned the show. And then they said, is Trisha here? Yes, you were. And I pointed them into the main hall where you were. And then what about old Roy? And no, I'm sorry, old Roy's not going to be here. <clears throat> so one of them just said, oh, okay, that's okay. The other one proceeded to tell me about what he liked about old Roy. Ooh, what did this fellow like about old Roy? Well, he said, you know what about that old Roy that I like? is that he seems to really represent my era. Now, he was probably in his mid-70s. Roy is not quite that old. And so I I got a real kick out of that. I'm an old soul. You're a, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, you are. Now, you're, you're definitely the eldest person on the show. Yeah. But not quite in your late 70s yet. Not yet. No. But you you seem to resonate with people. So congratulations for that. Well, I, I, that's nice. I, I represent what, I don't know. I think, I think I have opinions and, and attitudes from bygone, a bygone era yeah. and, and that, that does resonate with people and not that I'm trying to do that. It's just, that's the way I, I come from, my parents were much older when they had me. And so here we go again. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I just I speak from my heart, Ryan. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect any any less. Yeah. So because of that, I, I <laughs> Trisha already told me that she doesn't care about this at all. Yeah. But as an old soul, mm-hmm. what do you think about Amber Heard, <laughs> Johnny Depp? Was there a winner? Was there a loser to you? To be honest, I still don't <laughs> even know what that was about. <laughs> That's Who? why I asked because I knew I you know, were even not paying attention. I at know all. the names because it's been in the news. I know who Johnny Depp is <laughs> well, okay. from Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, and Twenty One Jump Street. Pirates. Pirates. Yeah, he was yeah. a pirate. Yeah, he was in a movie that was Jack about Sparrow. pirates. His name was Jack Sparrow. Apparently, I didn't even know that. I think it was called Boat People. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Are the best. He you was in Boat People one, best. two. I think he wasn't in three, and then he was in Boat People. I didn't four. even know that he did anything after Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, <laughs> he did a trial recently. Did you know that? I yeah, I heard he was he was on trial for something. Is it embarrassing to you that Fox News covers this wall to wall? But with any celebrity, anything, some of the news stations. They kind of hit it. They kind of don't. Man, Fox News is shameless. They are all over it. You, so you had to know it just because you watch Fox News. Yeah. 
I think so. I think they're just doing that because they don't want to talk about two thousand mules. Oh, boom! boom. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it back. Yeah, I Have was you, gonna spin it. Well, go kind ahead. of the same way, but I was thinking. It was kind of nice to have coverage of nonsense for a while. I kind of There's agree. There's so much well, what heavy. Is the non- I don't even know what it's about. It's, it's a actually he said, she said thing. Yeah, they're just fighting. Yeah. Pooping each other's beds. With a lot of money. A lot of money back and forth. Yeah. Now now the question, because she just lost. Oh, she, she didn't did. notice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she has to pay him something like $8 million, $8.3 million, something like that, which doesn't make any sense to me because the rulings were... Well, you owe fifteen million and you owe two, so the math doesn't work. But everybody's saying, well, she has to pay eight through eight three. So I don't, and she's apparently not able to do that because she's not getting roles, and she may not get roles in the future now. And I'm talking about Lambert, like throwing roles. Yes, you understand that, yes, right? Because you're do. an old soul. Do you ever get hit with food. one of those? No, no, you're supposed to catch them. Yeah, I can't. Oh, but when you catch them, they're really hot. Uh huh. And did you ever catch one and drop it like a fool? No, I got hit with one. Oh, in the face? Mm-hmm. Like a fool. <laughs> they usually try not to throw them when people aren't looking. It wasn't. It was. I. I think I was actively trying to catch one. Since this segment is completely a waste of time, already anyway. What was the last time you went to Lambert's? <laughs> a couple of years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go if I'm even near one. I. I go. I love that place. The, just partially because the rolls are so darn good. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of expensive. You now. ever see those cinnamon rolls there? No. They're huge. They're like a frisbee. Can you still only pay cash there? Mm, I don't remember. Did you know that? Yeah. That you can't pay with a credit card? It's one of the few places left that you can't play with a credit card at all. I don't remember. Again, since this segment has absolutely no thesis and no point, are you a fan of places that will allow you to pay less if you pay in cash? Because that's becoming a thing. No, and I thought the opposite was happening. What? Be- they don't. They don't allow you to pay less. They you pay what you would have paid. They and just, then they charge you a premium. They they're <laughs> passing on the charges. Yeah. The processing fees. Yeah. To the customer. Same thing. Fan or not. I am not a fan. I don't think you should pass that on to the customer. And that's how we're going to do it at my bar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end there. Let's just end there. That's great. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here and meandering through a bunch of nonsense. We'll be back with more. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.